Yes. Welcome to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagAndBanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly biography show and podcast offers listeners an insider's view into the commonalities of successful people and the ups and downs of risk-taking. Connect with Carrie through her candid, funny, informative, and always encouraging weekly blog. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. If you live in Arkansas, then you have heard the name of my guest today, Arkansas's 39th First Lady, Miss Janet Huckabee. If you don't live in Arkansas, then you will know my guest today by the family she keeps. Husband, 44th Governor of Arkansas, Mike Huckabee, and daughter, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the 31st White House Press Secretary and current candidate for Governor of Arkansas. I know most interviewers want to talk to Janet about her famous family, but I want to talk to the woman of the family, because as we have all heard said, behind every good man is a good woman, and I'm sure the same can be said of sons and daughters. Janet, born a Louisianian, Grew up in Hope, Arkansas. I'm not sure what's in the water down there that so many politicians come from Hope. I mean, Clinton's from Hope also. We've had two guys. Yeah, two guys run for president from Hope, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And that's so strange. Anyway, young Janet McCain, thinking she was going to be a preacher's wife, wed her high school sweetheart, Mike Huckabee. As things would have it, she is and has been a preacher's wife a mother of three, cancer survivor, the first lady of Arkansas, teacher, politician, advocate for Habitat for Humanity, and the American Red Cross. And my favorite, she's been dubbed the first tomboy of Arkansas for her athleticism. It is with great pleasure and admiration that I welcome to the table a woman who can pivot on a dime, the versatile, selfless, unafraid, Arkansas's 39th first lady, Miss Janet McCain Huckabee. Girl, you are just go with the flow. Your husband, your daughter come in, say, we're doing this. You go, okay, I'm with you. That's pretty much how it goes. I'm with you. That's exactly the way I've read about you. So you left Louisiana as an infant. Yes, I was one. And grew up in Hope, Arkansas that we just talked about. Sure. Because you and I are the same age, Mm -hmm. I was very surprised to see that you played basketball in women's sport. My school didn't even have women's sport. And here, little old Hope, Arkansas has got women's sport, and you were a star basketball player. Uh, I was pretty tall, so (laughs) for for me, that made sense to play basketball. Let's also talk about your mother a little bit. Okay. Uh, uh, Like I said, we're the same uh, age. Your Mm -hmm. mother's a divorcee. Nobody was a divorcee back then. That's right. I knew one person. I mean, everybody is now. I'm not sure I knew anybody, but yes. yes. Right. And she ran for office in the 60s. Yes. And was elected to three terms. She was exactly a county clerk for Hempstead County. So progressive. Yeah. Well, she had five kids to raise. So oh, wow. There you go. She needed something, but yes, yeah, she did. So you think that, uh, so that makes three generations. That makes your mother strong, mm-hmm. a great role model. That right. makes you strong, a great role model, and your daughter, Sarah, strong. So then your father, your mother marries, uh, I think it's Mr. House. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so your family gets really, really large because she had five kids. And how many did he have? He brought one in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he brought one in. Well, I'm just yeah, saying that's, that's how it yeah. happened. Yeah. 
<laughs> so six kids in the house. Kind of describe your high school years. Well, they were kind of chaotic, but um, my older brother left to go to Louisiana to live with his father. And um, later my other other brother went, but he came back. But he went for a little while and graduated from high school. So that left all the girls. And then my older sister was in college and, and kind of gone. So it wasn't as bad, but it was all girls. So it was drama, you know. There's a lot of drama. <laughs> you just have to admit it. Just a little. I mean, we all got along great. We still do to this day. My little sister passed away in, when she was 16. But um, oh. the rest of us communicate all the time. So talk about your father. He worked in the oil fields, your birth father. Yes, and that's about, you know, he left when I was very young. I, I've kept contacting. They're both, both my parents have passed away. So um, Rest he, in peace. He, um, he remarried, and I saw him off and on, but not much. Saw him more as an adult than I did as a child. When you met Mike Huckabee, was it love at first sight? Well, Mike and I have been going to school together since seventh grade, so, oh. you know, we're classmates. And he went to a different elementary school, but in, you know, seventh grade, everybody's in the same school. So we've been classmates forever, and so we still go, to, I say we still go to school and learn something new every day. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so no, I watched him, you know, date other people, he's a classmate, and he watched me, and, you know, he used to do the radio. At the uh, basketball games? At my basketball games, and, you know, I never thought anything about it until one day he, I think, thought I was having more fun than he was. <laughs> and so he asked me out um, in our senior year. How funny. Was an announcer at your basketball games? Now, yep. not everybody can tell that story. No. Yeah, he is a radio man now, so. Yeah. Is he a radio man now or a TV or man was. now? Or he was a radio man. Well, he does both. Okay. He still does radio. That's he does podcasts, so I guess that's radio. Yeah. Um, so you've been married, and after two years, boom, you find out you have spinal cancer. True. Talk about being a cancer survivor. Talk about the fear, the recovery, and how it changed you. Well, I practically had to learn to walk again because I, I did have eventually had surgery and um, here in Little Rock. I had surgery. I had a fabulous uh, neurosurgeon and I had a very rare tumor it's called an appendomoma not too many people have that and so um, and I think he'd only seen a few in his years of practicing that particular week he had two which was amazing he felt like he got it all, but it's the kind that can grow back. So I had to have six weeks of radiation therapy every day, not missing a day. Oof. And um, Mike was in school. We were driving back and forth from Arkadelphia every single day. I have some nerve damage, but, you know, I deal with it. I'm just, I'm just glad to be standing up. And nothing's ever come again. It's just a freaked one-time thing. It was. To me, sometimes strife like that really solidifies your relationship with your husband or your, or your yes, friends. Yes, because he could have walked out, very simply said, I didn't sign up for this. He also could have said, I might lose you. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. I better love every minute of it. Exactly. So, you know, it, I went in to have disc surgery. My orthopedic had said it was a classic case of you didn't even disc know, surgery. You didn't even no. know what it was? He did a myelogram. 
and said, there's something in the canal. I can work all the way around the canal, but I cannot operate in the canal. You have to call in a neurosurgeon. And so it happened that fast. I mean, I, I, had, I didn't leave the hospital. I went in for the disc oh. surgery, you know, found out it's, you know, tumor. Even the doctor didn't know at the time what it was for sure. He called it a mass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you just, I'm 20. I mean, you don't think it, there's anything going to happen I was going to say, you were very you, young, right? You just think you're invincible and you're going to, nothing. Yeah. you know, you, I never thought about death. Never crossed my mind. Wonderful. It just didn't. Wonderful. Because I was, you know, athletic. I was young. I, you just don't think about stuff like that. So most 20-year-olds do not think the stupid things they do or illnesses they may have. They don't think about death. They just, you know, say, hey, we got to get finished with this so I can move on. Uh, all right, but you had some blessings. I mean, it's kind of maybe remarkable you had three kids after that. I did because I was told I wouldn't have any. That's what and, I would think. And if I did have them, there was a great possibility there would be, you know, deformities or something of that Problems nature. for you probably too. So, um, yeah, I had three kids. I had no trouble with any of my pregnancies. They were fast, you know, natural, no, no meds. I mean, just, Ooh, you know. crazy. Yeah. John, Mark, David, and Sarah. That's right. All right. This is a great place to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with the 39th First Lady of Arkansas, Miss Janet Huckabee. Still to come. Living in the governor's mansion and facilitating the largest renovation and addition ever. Learning your husband wants to run for the highest office in the land not once but twice. And life as the mother of Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the 31st White House press secretary and current candidate for governor of Arkansas. I don't know if I could take the pressure. We'll be right back. Up in the morning and out to school. It's back to school days. Why not let flagandbanner.com help you prepare your classroom and get the kids ready to learn? Doesn't matter if you're looking for elementary school, junior high school, senior high school, or even college, we got you covered. You can even educate your students on flag etiquette, American flag history, and more with our handy infographics. And then get creative. We got color flags, color single pennants. Kids of all ages will love to help create a unique banner for their class, their school, maybe their marching band or their sports teams. Don't forget the classroom needs brightening up too after a long summer. Brand new U.S. flag sets are available now during the back to school sale and you can save 15% at flagandbanner.com. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with Arkansas's First Lady from 1996 to 2007, Miss Janet Huckabee. And now we're going to talk about your husband running for governor of Arkansas. And you're like, what? So where were you living and how old you when Mike said, because I know he was a preacher and he was living, you've lived in Texas, you lived in, I don't know, you've lived everywhere. And he, But he comes in one day, I guess, and says, honey... I want to run for governor. Did you want to slap him? Did you agree no, with me? No, 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 no. <laughs> the the interesting thing about that first, you know, race was in in high school Mike was the student council president. In college he was president of the student senate. These things were not out of the norm for him at all. So he was always into government stuff. He thought about running before we went moved to Pine Bluff. He thought about running for Congress, Burl Anthony's seat at the time. And, you know, we talked about it, but, you know, we decided we 
that wasn't what he was going to do. Anyway, so long story short, we went walking in the neighborhood in Texarkana one night. And he said, I think that God's wanting me to run for U.S. Senate. Oh, yeah. I said, okay. I think you're right. I think you should do that. So he did. And he was running against Dale Bumpers. Any other year, he'd have beat Dale Bumpers. Mm -hmm. But it happened to be the same year that Bill Clinton was running. So Bill Clinton being the hometown boy of Arkansas, it just really turned out the vote. And um, Mike lost. And um, right after that, because Clinton went to the White House, uh, Jim Guy Tucker moved to governor. The Republican Party came and says, we need you to run for uh, lieutenant governor. I mean, he was just running for Senate. And he was also in the hospital with pneumonia because he was running so hard. And, you know, you put off your health and it's not healthy to run really for anything. So um, he said, I, I just don't think I can do that. I just, you know, I just ran a race. I, he said, they said, I know. And I believe it was Asa Hutchison that was, at the time, the party chair. And he said, but you have everything in place because you did just run. Right. And he said, I really think you can do it. So my grandfather, Lieutenant Governor, Webb Hubble at the time was running. Nate Coulter, I think, was his name. His race against Mike out of the basement of the White House. So it was very difficult for Mike to run. And it was a hard race, but he did, and and he won. So it was kind of a total upset. It was a almost a bigger win that he won the lieutenant governor's race than it was when he ran for governor and won that. It was just huge. Yeah. And then he became governor, and then he was running for senate. And did he get become governor because Jim Guy had to resign? Yes. And so he got moved up as lieutenant governor into the governorship. Exactly. So when he won the governorship was not such a surprise because he had been acting governor. Exactly. And he ran two more times. He ran two times because you can run two consecutive years. But because he inherited two and a half years of Jim Guy Tucker's term, he was in office for ten and a half years, which is very unusual. Yeah, it is. It's hard to do. Yeah, I was trying to piece that together when you said his term the other Mm – earlier in the interview. And here's a very interesting fact. President Clinton – was born in Hope, Arkansas, and so was Mike. And they are the only two that we know of where a president and sitting governor were f- from the same hometown. Did Bill and Mike know each other? Their age no, difference. because there's about a nine years age mm. difference. And he only lived in uh, Hope for six years. He was born, he was born there and left first grade. Clinton so. went to hot, lived right. in Hot Springs, I think. And then as, as governor and president, did they become work on the same things together? They, they didn't work on the same things, but they did have a good working relationship. A lot of collaborating. You know, because, mm-hmm. you know, Arkansas is doing yeah. stuff and the president does a lot more. So, But, you know, we had disasters and he would come down. They, you know, work closely together on those. So now Mike's the governor and you're living in the mansion. Is it like living in a fishbowl? Yes. what I hear people say. It, Mike's, Mike always said, it's like living in a resort that you can't go home from. Oh. I always said, it's like living above the store and the store's not yours. Oh. So, yeah. there was, you <laughs> know, yeah. it's just kind of like, just I say, am surprised different. at how small the living quarters were It's upstairs. extremely small. In fact, there's only three rooms upstairs. 
there's a little a little room off of the the master but technically there's three bedrooms upstairs each bedroom has a bathroom so that's a good thing but that's it mm-hmm. when you want to do anything else you have to go downstairs in the basement mm-hmm. which is not conducive to you know i remember chelsea had her playroom in the basement mm-hmm. yeah I mean, that's, you have to how do you How many kids did you have in that I had mansion? three, but... How'd you do that? My oldest was in college, so it helped out. So the, you decided to expand the mansion. I did, and there are several reasons for that. When you had an event, you had to put up a tent, a huge white tent, which was an ordeal in itself, in the backyard. If it's hot, it's hot. And if it's cold, it's, <laughs> it's cold. usually cold, even if you have heaters. And so... I decided there was more than we could do. And so I raised the money to um, add on what we call the Grand Hall. And uh, we now call it the Janet M. Huckabee Grand Hall. They well, named it after you, I guess. Well, you they know. did. But, okay, yeah, okay. Some do, some don't. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> but um, first we expanded the kitchen. There was just this little porch on the back. And I said, let's just move this wall, move everything back, and, and have a, well, it's in the historic district. Oh. So that proposes a lot of problems that you have to kind of negotiate and mm-hmm. work through. And I did. I talked with everybody, and we worked through it and kept everything intact. The Grand Hall technically can stand on its own. The way to make it work was we added the atrium from the hall to the house itself, and technically it's got four bolts on either end. I mean, you could take it off, and if you, you know, if anybody wanted to go back to naturally, you just take off the glass part. Close the door and just call it a building outside. Really? Yeah, you could. I'm going to look the next time I'm in there but now that you mentioned that. Because all the steps were kept intact that went off the back where mm-hmm. where Clinton did his, you know. Um, announcement. Announcement. All that was left, all the natural brick, everything's left. We just put glass around it, attached it to the hall. And another thing that I wanted to, to fix was it was not handicap accessible anywhere in the house. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a problem. A lot of those buildings in the historic right, have. and so we had to literally put a guy in the car from the front. There was a ramp in the car from the front. Drive him around the back, get him out to go to the bathroom, put him back in the car. And I said, this, this is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I said, someday there might be a handicapped child. There might be a handicapped, governor. you know, governor yeah. or first lady mm-hmm. or. I said, we've got to change this. It's just ridiculous. Well, you didn't get much flack for it. I'm telling you, I think people were ready for it. Well, not it. for that. I, I did two. I did three things, really. I, I did the kitchen first, and then we did the, well, the chandelier. One day, I kept seeing this white stuff on the floor, and I thought, gosh, we're not cleaning up the steps. we gotta, we got to keep this looking nice. Next day, I'd be there again. It's like someone was putting, like, Gretel was dropping crumbs to go upstairs. Fatty on the on the steps. <laughs> and finally, I looked up and realized it was coming from the ceiling where the chandelier was hanging. Is that it, in the foyer? Yes. Oh. And also the hair dryers you couldn't use but one at a time because it would blow fuses. It was just it was just you know there's leak in the ceiling in the in the living room and they would just paint over. It. I said, why don't we just fix it instead of painting over? So we did a major rehaul on the, the mansion itself. We put a new roof on there, which was original to the house. It was this Georgian-style tile. And so we put that on there, and we fixed the ceiling and repainted everything. And they, they took the chandelier down. 
And when the guy took it down, he was just white. And I said, what's the matter? And he said, "Oh no!" it was hanging up there by the, the wire. <gasps> oh, waiting to fall. Due to fall at any moment. And, yeah. and the reason I got was that I, I took the people from the Mansion Association and said, look at this. I said, this is falling. The ceiling's falling down. And I said, I don't want to lose this chandelier on my watch. Right. And when the guy told me that, I thought, we almost lost that chandelier on my watch. <laughs> I mean, it was really close to falling. So, so you we, put that one back up? Yes, we reinforced everything and, and put it back up. And yeah. So I love this. You put all the governor's names on the stairs coming down. That is fabulous. And, I, and what are we going to do when we run out of stairs? Well, it'll last you a long time. They'll probably want to do something else. Or you can start to start it up the stairs in the house because that's just the stairs in the Grand Hall. Oh, I've so, been trying to figure out where there was another, another stair. Yeah, there's a lot of stairs, stairs that, that they can do it on. I like yeah. it. So for our listeners, if you go to the Grand Hall and you walk down these grand stairs uh, on the, I guess, is that the face, the riser of each stair mm-hmm. is the name of the governor in order. That lived in the house. Let me start there it because did. it doesn't have every governor in there. We just oh, have right. the governors that, lived in the, that lived in the house. That's right. Correct. Mm-hmm. So I love this about you. This is my favorite thing I read about you. You were dubbed the first tomboy of Arkansas. You have you ski, swim, basketball, fly airplanes, bungee jump, parachute, grenade launch. And when you grenade launched at the National Guard, you said, I hit, because I think. Two out of three times. <laughs> Whoa, yes. <laughs> First time I wasn't sure what we were doing. Second two times, I knew exactly what we were doing. Wow. She's competitive. Now, like here's it. the deal. If, if, the, um, if Camp Robinson <laughs> called me or the Little Rock Air Force called me and said, hey, I want, I want to see if, you know, the First Lady will come out and do X, it was always a yes because I just totally support our military in any way I can. It didn't matter what it was. And there were some things I got myself into that I didn't realize I was getting myself into <laughs> until I got out there. Like one time they were training dogs and they wanted it to attack me. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> not sure about this. But, you know, they put all this stuff on your arms and, yeah. you know, they come. But that's what they do. And I, and I learned from doing what they do. And so I have had some incredible military experiences and never served a day in the military. Airplanes. You parachuted I did. I jumped with the Golden Knights, which are absolutely the never do top that. of the line. In a million years, I would never do that. I've, you know, watched them refuel a aircraft in air from a, you know, that's tanker. Pre- that's pretty fascinating. It How do they do that? It, they just, it was a stealth fighter, too, so it just kind of snuck yeah, yeah. up there out of the clouds. I just went, whoa. It, that's amazing to and me. And you're sitting there looking through this window, and they, they fill it up, and they They're disappear gone. just as fast as they came. It was amazing. This is, a, this is one I love you did. You jet skied. The, it says the length of the Arkansas River. I think that may be a typo, too. You no, jet, it's not. You what? did? No, you, it's not a typo. We started up in uh, Fort Smith and went to Oklahoma and turned around and, and came down. Now, the way that got started, just to be clear, I had a jet ski and knew how to ride one. Mike wanted to do it in his bass boat so he could fish along the way. And, and I'm thinking... I can't think of anything more boring than sitting in that bass boat all the way down the river. I said, so we were in the parks and tourism meeting and the game and fish and um, Richard, Richard Weiss, was it? I think he said, said, they said, what do you want to do? I said, I want to use jet ski. 
And then they just kind of hum on and came back and said, no, really, really, what do you want to do? I said, I want to ride down the river on the jet ski. That's really what I want to do, and that's what I'm going to do. So we got jet skis, and um, we we did the whole river, just like Mike and the boat. We went up, and it was a great experience because we had a – the Gaming Fish had some boats. One of them we called the Blowney Barge because we'd go there and get a sandwich. <laughs> it just floated up down the river, and you just pull up, say, hey, y'all got anything to eat, and they, you know, pass out a sandwich. And then the other one had uh, a little bathroom on it if you need to. Oh. But you could stop along the way. It was not a big deal. So it was a fascinating How experience. How many people did it with you? On the jet ski? Uh-huh. Two. Me, oh. me and a trooper. That was it. That's it. Mm-hmm. You and a trooper. Yeah. Um, now, I will say that there was a gaming fish boat that would follow both boats. Follow Mike, follow me. So there were two gaming fish boats. Did he, did he do the bass fishing too? Yeah, he'd stop along the way. And... You know, the whole thing was to promote the one-eighth cent sales tax, which was, you know, still to this day, is a, it's an eighth of a penny. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, it's an yeah. eighth of a penny that uh, the state voted on. It was a, a state initiative, and they vote, voted on it. They use it for Keep Arkansas Beautiful, the Game and Fish, Parks and Tourism, and Department of Heritage. And, and so they get that little money, and it raises, I think, you know, quite a bit of money. Well, you got year. inducted to the Arkansas Outdoor Hall of Fame for, for that, that reason. reason right mm-hmm. there. That's probably my favorite story of this. Yeah, Ms. that was Jen very kind Huck. of them to do because they certainly didn't have to. So he runs again for office the second term, and you decided to run for Secretary of State against Charlie Daniels. Why did you do that? The party came and asked me to. You know. Charlie Daniels, he'd have been a tough one to beat. What people don't understand, and I think this is where we really, is one, one of the reasons we have term limits, is mm-hmm. because you just don't go in there forever. Mm-hmm. Nationally or You think state, senators ought to have term limits? I do. I think, I I think if the president has term limits, I think, you know, Congress ought to have term limits. I think limits. so, too. I just do, because they're... Will it ever happen? No. Because they're the ones that have to vote on it. I know, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wouldn't hmm. vote myself out. But, you know, you're... And they don't live under the rules they impose on us, so that's just not right either. Right. So, you know, I Will think... you run for Senate? No. The party not. asked? I'm too old. No, you're not. You're my age. You're not too old. I know, but I don't, I don't know that it would Say work Hutchins well. Say so going to run for president. He's older than us. He's 71. I'm 24. And yeah, they are. Yeah. But, you know. He's going to... I don't think it would be good for my family life if I was up in Senate and... Everybody I agree. Down here, you so. are the backbone of your family. All right, this is a great place to take a break. Still to come, campaigning for her husband's 2008 and 2016 presidential run for office. And when I say her, I mean Janet Huckabee. And life as the mother of Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the 31st White House press secretary and current candidate for the governor of Arkansas. We'll be right back. You're listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagAndBanner.com. Over 40 years ago, with only $400, Carrie founded Arkansas Flag and Banner. During the last four decades, the business has grown and changed, along with Carrie's experience and leadership knowledge. In 1995, she embraced the Internet and rebranded her company as simply FlagAndBanner.com. In 2004, she became an early blogger. Since then, she has founded the nonprofit Friends of Dreamland Ballroom, began publishing her magazine, Brave. 
and in 2016 branched out into this very radio show, YouTube channel, and podcast. In 2020, Carrie McCoy Enterprises acquired OurCornerMarket.com, an online company specializing in American-made plaques, signage, and memorials for over 20 years, and more recently opened a satellite office in Miami, Florida. Telling American-made stories, selling American-made flags, theflagandbanner.com. Back to you, Carrie. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. I'm speaking today with Arkansas's First Lady from 1996 to 2007, Miss Janet Huckabee. Uh, you're out of office for, I think, two years. And Mike comes in and says he wants to run for president. So here, I'm going to ask the question. And did you think, oh, no, here we go again? Do you want to kill him? Do you want to strangle him? No, I always <laughs> thought he would. No! Yeah. Sure. All the, all the running he's been doing previously. I can tell you that I sat in a car with a friend of mine named Susan Underwood. She can verify this. When I was telling her he was going to run for Senate, and I said, and I don't think he'll stop there. If you go back and look at Mike Huckabee's annual, mm-hmm. when people sign, used to sign annuals, you know, and tell you, tell you, hey, it's been a great year. I enjoyed, you know. There are several entries of people saying, I know you're going to be governor someday. I know you're going to be president someday. And it's just funny. Did you move to Washington? No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, there's only, there's only two ways to live in Washington. One is the president or one is the vice president. I could not, I could not function in that city, no. Uh, well, I think that's probably why everybody lives in Virginia and Maryland all oh, around sure. there. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Talk about campaigning for the highest office in the land. Were you prepared for it? You campaigned all the time. You started, let me just tell you. We did campaign. You campaigned for your mother in yes. high school. So you've been campaigning all your life. And now you're going pres- to do it for that. Here's what I would say about it in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. I wish everybody in the United States had the opportunity to run for president one time. It is just an incredible experience that win or lose, it's an incredible experience and that I wish everybody could do. It, it's that exhilarating, I guess. So it's not hard. Oh, no, it's extremely hard. <laughs> no, hard sure. is not even putting it right. It is, it's so difficult because you literally wake up in different places every day. You don't know where you are sometimes. You know, you hear politicians say, hey, it's so good to be in Ohio, and you're not in Ohio, you're in Wisconsin. <laughs> but I can see where they can make a little mistake like that because, I mean, we we would stay in Marriott's the whole time just because the decor was the same, and you think you're in your bedroom, but you're not. You're just in the same hotel. They use the same covers. The, you know, microwave might be in the same place, or everything's the same, no matter what state you're in. So... Um, it's very hard. Albert Winfrey said she traveled so much that when she'd get to ho- in her early career, that when she'd get to her ho- hotels, she'd open up the door to see what and read the phone book to find out what city she was in. Exactly. I mean, you literally sometimes you'd think, oh, man, or what town, because if you're doing all the counties in Iowa or something like mm-hmm. that, you're just thinking, where am I? So it's very, it's very, very difficult. Um, do you think campaigning was good or bad for your marriage? It's good. I think we had a good time. Mike and I had fun. I mean, there was one time, and you know, the press that follow you, they just, they're always looking for stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and I said, well, hey, just watch this. It's, <laughs> I've been over and picked up a big old snowball and, and just hurled it at Mike. And they just were, you know, beside themselves because Mike turned around and said, what? And then we just all had a snowball fight right there. <laughs> now, I did that knowing it was the last event of the day. 
and that if we started throwing snow, it didn't matter. Yeah. You know, but I was just giving them something to write about just because I knew I could. If you had become the first, America's first lady, and you, uh, had you thought about what your work and your legacy would have been? Disaster relief is real important to me. I think people need to be prepared, and they're not. And there's a lot of things that people could do to make their lives a whole lot easier if something happened that they just don't do. And I right now volunteer with Samaritan's Purse. You know, with what? Samaritan's Purse. What's that? Samaritan's Purse is, is, is an organization that Franklin Graham, which is Billy Graham's son, oh. runs. And they just do disasters all over the world. I bet they're busy. They are extremely busy. And it's all volunteers, mostly. It's um, all their money comes from just donations. And, I mean, they're flying DC-9s to the Ukraine with loaded with medical supplies. They set up, a, if you remember, they set up a medical unit hospital in Central Park during COVID for oh, the yeah. New York. Oh, uh, yeah. They do that. And a lot of different, they did one in Mississippi to help them with COVID. They've got, they're right now in Kentucky with the floods. They have, I'll bet. Virginia had floods. I think they just closed that one out. It's nasty work. I bet. Very nasty, I especially too floods. much of a prima donna for they that. They do fires. <laughs> you know, they've been out in California, mm-hmm. you know, go sifting, literally sifting through ashes trying to find specific items that people <laughs> lost or really want, you know, that are sentimental. Mm-hmm. They, they do a lot of stuff. So <laughs> now Mike's on TV. He's got a podcast. He's run for office twice. Does he live here? Or is he yes. live in Washington? No. His show actually is filmed in Nashville. Ah. And he leaves on Thursdays and is home Saturday. So that's how you do that. Yep, that's how you do it. So your daughter, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, accepts the job as the press secretary for President Donald Trump. This is a huge job for any president, much less for Donald Trump. When did you hear Sarah was going to go work for Trump, and how did you feel? And were you part of the decision-making for that? No, I mean, she's an adult. She can make her own decisions. But, um, you know, Sean Spicer was the, the uh, press secretary originally. Sarah did all a lot of the speaking and interviews prior to the election on behalf of Trump. So she was already out there. She's working stuff. on his campaign and stuff. So she was working on the campaign. So after the campaign's over and he's now the president, it's kind of like, where do we put Sarah? You know, so she was um, Sean Spicer's deputy to the uh, press secretary, deputy press secretaries. So. Was it scary she, to watch her? It was. At first it was. And um, she's tough. She gets all her toughness from her mother. There's just no doubt about it. <laughs> I don't even try to pretend it comes from anybody else because I know it comes from me. But um, but she's smart like her father, so I I knew she could do it. But yes, it was. I and Mike and I happened to be on a cruise and we were at dinner and we she she said something that she was going to give her first on air and so we had to say we got to go we got to go watch TV so we did because they somehow had box on that boat but um anyway it was just you know it's exciting and nerve-wracking but um i I thought she did a great job she did a great job you know when you talk about her you look so far away 
I think you're so proud of her. Oh, I'm totally <laughs> proud of her. But I'm proud of all my kids. Well, yeah. She's probably the most <laughs> out there, but, you know, I'm very proud of my sons. They, um, Sarah's a baby, too. I got two two sons, then Sarah. Sarah's a baby. Hmm. You also look not just proud, but you look deep, deep in thought. I think you, so what is your fears for Sarah? For Sarah, I've been there and done that, so I know, you know, what she's fixing to have to go through if she were to be elected, which I hope and pray she is. I also know it's going to be difficult for her because she's going to be the first female if she wins. It'll be different, but I think she'll be able to handle it. All right. This is our last break because our first lady, Miss Huckabee, has got to run. She's a busy woman. So I'm going to take a quick break. I'm not all that busy, but i got to go babysit my youngest youngest grandson. (laughs) Best answer. So (laughs) it's not that I'm that busy, busy. It's just that that's a priority. That is on my schedule. I am having a new baby in one week. Yes. Very exciting. His brother. My brother's well uh, her grandchild her newest grandchild is arriving in and my week. other grandbaby's 13 so i'm thrilled oh yeah to be oh, see mine are i have seven good for you and the oldest is only 11 and this one's one and a half so i've got seven packed in there pretty tight i got a couple of eggs Do they all live here yes oh i love it and so you know did you know parenting was grandparenting was going to be so much fun oh yeah because we have the same enemies us and the grandkids who are that the parents <laughs> the parents <laughs> so yeah absolutely you know so we'll we'll um you're so competitive we will uh (laughs) give i could never run for office you've got to be competitive and i'm not well you have to be because you got you're running a race it's a race yeah but uh, i was competitive as a child yeah i played basketball yeah you you always strive to win nobody wants to be a loser i mean let's be real you always want to win you're always going to compete if you're in something that you have to compete you always Mm -hmm. want to win Mm -hmm. all right when we continue our conversation with the 39th first lady of arkansas miss janet huckabee we're going to talk about sarah huckabee sanders return uh to arkansas and running for the governor's uh position on the republican ticket and how janet feels about visiting the mansion again only this time with her daughter at the helm we'll be right back It's back to school days. Why not let flagandbanner.com help you prepare your classroom and get the kids ready to learn? Doesn't matter if you're looking for elementary school, junior high school, senior high school, or even college, we got you covered. You can even educate your students on flag etiquette, American flag history, and more with our handy infographics. And then get creative. We got color flags, color single pennants. Kids of all ages will love to help create a unique banner for their class, their school, maybe their marching band or their sports teams. Don't forget the classroom needs brightening up too after a long summer. Brand new U.S. flag sets are available now during the back to school sale and you can save 15% at flagandbanner.com. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. I'm speaking today with Arkansas's First Lady from 1996 to 2007, Miss Janet Huckabee. And if you're just tuning into the show, Miss Huckabee, Janet is funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, you need to go back and listen. I'm not going to tell you all the stuff, but she's got stories. Uh, so what do you think about the Republican Party these days? It's nothing like it was when you started. You're talking about in the state? At all over. Well, no, it's it's totally different. I know. I mean, when Mike was first elected in the Senate, he had six Republicans. 
out of 35. And in the House, he had 11. So he was like an outsider. Right. The, the, Total uh, outsider. Yeah. The mm-hmm. Democrats were running were running this state forever. Right. You know, the pendulum always swings back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, it I does, guess. but it hadn't swung this way in a long time. So mm-hmm. it's good um, for me. And campaigning is so different now than it was in the 60s and Well, 70s. you do have to contend with instant uh, news on social media and cameras. And, you know, I've seen some campaigns, tr- you know, just totally fall apart because someone was, had a little cell phone that they were filming. And so you have to be careful, but, you you know, it is different. There, yeah, it, it's all about sensationalism this day. Sometimes I think uh, people just say things to almost get made into the news. And and uh, there's a commercial on that I love, and you probably like it too. I, it's the uh, Viking River Cruise ads where the co-founder says, Growing up in a little red house on the edge of a large forest in Norway, there were three things we were encouraged to be. To be kind, to be honest, and to be hardworking. I don't feel like those are really virtues anymore. I listen, I watch that ad every time it comes on. I never I, change that. I like ad. it. I've done some biking cruises, and they're great. But um, the, I mean, I don't even think people want to work hard anymore. No, they're not. The, the generations are not. The last couple have not been taught to to work hard. And I agree with those same three. I think I heard them as you know, my mother made us work hard. I mean, we all had chores to do, and she expected us to do them, and there were things that, like Girl Scout camp. I wanted to go to Girl Scout camp. Well, that was not cheap. And for a mother raising kids, five kids, it was going to be next to impossible. She says, if you want it, she said, go work for it. And I said, but mom, she said, you'll appreciate it a whole lot more if you do. So, you know, I do weird things like back then you could turn in Coke bottles for three cents and, you know, Cragmont bottles for, you know, five cents, and, you know, you could babysit and do things, and, you know, I never, I never got the full amount. She always came up with it somehow, and I went to Girl Scout camp, which everything I know I learned in Girl Scouts. Really? Oh, yeah. I just was taught so much in Girl Scouts. I love Girl Scouts, and I did it forever. You know, I did it all the way up into high school. So do you become, what do Boy Scouts become? They become... Uh, Eagle Scouts. Do girls become Eagle Scouts? I don't think so. They just become Senior Scouts or something. I don't know. But anyway, I just, I had a great time in my Scouts. I'll, you know, learn how to cook and, you know, tin can and all, all these things. So I don't know how you, there's so much that I think we want the um, the government, the police, the teachers to do that I think is parenting stuff. That I think it is, is parenting things. So, you know, maybe parents today need to be taught how to parent but again let's go back to a lot of parents a lot of homes only have one parent mm-hmm. and it's hard to you know go out and throw a b- baseball to you know a little mm-hmm. boy when he didn't have a father and his mother's at work mm-hmm. so it's hard for single home single parent homes to do a lot of the things that we think parents ought to teach our children mm-hmm. so um, yep. You know, it goes back. Really, it's not. It's not the government's fault Mm-mm. per se. It's no. just that, and the, and the government shouldn't be telling us how to do all things with our children, because they're not the parent. Mm-hmm. You know, right? So, 
This time, instead of your husband talking grandiose ideas, which you expected when you married him, I would come to realize, it is your daughter who comes in, your youngest child, and tells you she wants to run for governor of Arkansas. What did you think again? Oh, no, here we go. <laughs> no. She, she called me. I was driving back from Florida. I was just, I believe, in Mississippi. And she called and said, Mom, what are you doing? I said, driving back from Florida. Nothing. Just sitting here listening to music. I said, what's up? She says, well, she says, I've decided I'm going to run for governor. And I said, really? She goes, yeah. I said, why? (laughs) And then she told me. She gave me her whole reason of why she thought she would be a great governor. I said, okay. I said, well, um, can you give now or or have you when 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 she says no i was gonna give her money now first she said mom she said i I just want to know if you'd support me i said i'll pray about it and see good answer (laughs) and um she says mom and i said she said i want you to give me money and i want you to max out and i said well i don't know sir that's asking a whole lot you know i'm just ribbing her and she goes mom i said when it's time to give let me know i want to be the first one and i will max out and she said, okay. So that's the first check. She came to Mom, it's time. <laughs> I said, here's your check. So I gave her whatever the 11000 or whatever you could give for her campaigns and um, maxed out because I think she'll be a great candidate and I think she'll be an excellent governor. So no, I wasn't surprised at all. I believe in women. They're great multitaskers. I think so. Um, Governor Hutchins told me he was glad his t- he told me this one day he said I'm glad my term is up because it, he didn't want to have to run against your daughter. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. So do you think he's, is he going to run in 24? For I think president? Personally, I don't know that. Uh-huh. I haven't heard it from him or his wife. But I think he is in the things that I see him do. I think he's leaning to checking it out. You know, he, I don't know if he'll do that, but he's checking. He's it checking out. it out for sure. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so you weren't part of the decision-making process, but you're going to work on her campaign, I guess. Yes, my work is keeping kids mostly. It's a great job. So you know, feeding them cookies when they shouldn't have them. Oh, absolutely. I know. I don't. I do campaign for. You know, I put the stickers on my car and the sign in my yard, even though nobody sees it, and all those kind of things. But. And I do have gone to a couple places with her. Huh. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of times it's, Mom, can you keep the kids? I, I think we're going to say, yeah, sure. You're not going to be jumping out airplanes for her anymore. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> you never say never. Uh, so she'll be the 47th governor of Arkansas. If she is, would, you've already said you wouldn't run for office. But would you like some sort of position? Well, I don't think she can give her mother a position. She can't? No. I, I mean, she could, but it would cost her probably politically. But no, I don't think she's going to be giving me any positions. So uh, if if seeing her in the mansion, which she grew up in, would be so dangerous. She knows all the hiding places so her kids she, don't stand a chance. Oh. <laughs> would it be sweet or would it be bittersweet or would it be? It's going to be tough because she's got three kids that have had their own rooms since they've been born. And they're not going to have that when they get there. I'm not sure what they're going to how do. Old are, how old are her kids? 11, 9, and 8. 11, 9, and Perfect 7. Perfect age to be in the mansion. 11, 9, and 7. That's and the, nobody's had kids that young in the mansion in, I don't Long think, time. since maybe prior. I don't know. 
Chelsea was born Chelsea, at the mansion. Chelsea, I forgot Chelsea. Chelsea was born yeah. at the mansion, and she they were there a long time. They were there, and then they left for two years. Governor White beat him in 1980. Mm-hmm. And then they came back and were mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. for a few years. I think he was there t- 12 years total. Yeah, it was long, too. So I do have the Arkansas and the U.S. flag, Very cute. which is your desk set, which I'm, which I want you to take. But I figured you already had an Arkansas and a U.S. flag, but maybe your grandkids need some. But I wanted to also give you a Texas and a Florida flag because you had lived there, and I figured you didn't have those. Yeah, probably but not. We're, probably not. We I'm are actually going to send so, you one. So we're I actually out. have one of the things in our new house. It's not new. It's an old house, but we it's new to us. But um, Mike wanted a flagpole. Well, sure. He just, I mean, a big flagpole, mm-hmm. flag zone. So we had the uh, U.S. flag, the Arkansas flag up there. And then one day Sarah's over there. She says, you know, I have a flag. I said, well, if I ever had one, I might put it up. So I had to take the Arkansas flag down to put Sarah's up. Oh, well, sure. But when she gets elected, I'm going to have to try to figure out how to put all of them up, I think. Yeah. I can help you with that. Absolutely. Because I think she needs to be up still. Her she, flag's fading a little bit. Is but. it smaller than the U.S. flag or the same size? I think they're real close to the same size. I think they're so four So just make eights. sure. So it'll be, if you put three on a pole, just make sure the U.S. is on top. The oh, Arkansas yeah. is underneath. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she Absolutely. Knows. She knows. Now, in Florida, first. when we were in Florida, mm-hmm. we put all three flags. We put the Arkansas flag up. Mm-hmm. Oh. And um, it was real funny because nobody ever knew why we had that flag. They didn't know what it was. That's a mm-hmm. good look. Arkansas is a good-looking flag. And it's it's very different. There's mm-hmm. some flags that are very close, and you think, is, is well, that, they've all got is that New Mexico, or is that, you know, you just kind of have to think about it. But Arkansas mid- is a spot. You yeah. just a lot of the exactly. Midwestern flags have are a color field of a seal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and you, have to think you don't know it. what the seal is, mm-hmm. especially from a distance. You're yeah. like, look at that circle in the middle. A uh, Janet! This has been an absolute well, I had fun. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate it. It's been really, really fun. Thanks. I hope you'll come again someday. I don't know. Sure. I, I have to tell you what um, that your the title up in your business is a little intimidating because you think, what in the heck is that really mean? <laughs> mostly, it's a negative thing when you say. You're all up in my business. You just need to get out. Well, Mom's going to get up in people's business. Yeah. So, uh, so I thought, I thought, oh gosh, I'll I'll give it a shot. So anyway, so I should I should add the word nicely up in your business. Yes. Nicely up in your business. Politely, politely, politely in your business. In politely your in your business. I love it. All right. In closing, to our listeners, thank you for spending time with us. We hope you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening, and that it, whatever it is, will help you up your business, your independence, or your life. I'm Carrie McCoy, and I'll see you next time on Up in Your Business. Until then. Be brave and keep it up. You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. For links to resources you heard discussed on today's show, go to flagandbanner.com, select radio, and choose today's guest. If you'd like to sponsor this show or any show, email me, gray, at gray at flagandbanner.com. All interviews are recorded and posted the following week. Stay informed of exciting upcoming guests by subscribing to our YouTube channel or podcast wherever you like to listen. Carrie's goal is simple, to help you live the American dream.